something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Science fiction has populated our galaxy with countless extraterrestrial civilizations and interplanetary conflicts. In the real world, however, we have yet to encounter even the most basic form of microscopic alien life, much less a technologically advanced and conveniently human-shaped one. So why is this? One possibility is that habitable planets are rare and that intelligent life itself is an anomaly. In other words, we might truly be alone. It's also conceivable that other technically advanced civilizations are simply too far away for either party to know of the other. But what if alien life is widespread through the galactic neighborhood and we've been intentionally excluded from the block party? Behold the zoo hypothesis. 
The essential idea behind the zoo hypothesis has been the subject of scientific and science fictional cosmology for decades. Uh, for example, see fiction from authors like Olaf Stapledon in the 1930s and Arthur C. Clarke in the 1950s. But MIT radio astronomer John Ball is often credited with laying it out in 1973. In essence, the zoo hypothesis serves as a possible solution to the Fermi paradox. Named for scientist Enrico Fermi, the Fermi paradox refers to the contradiction between the high likelihood of system-spanning intelligent life, according to some interpretations of the Drake equation, which is used to estimate the potential number of communicating civilizations in our galaxy, and the lack of evidence for such intelligent life. The aliens might be there, this hypothesis suggests, and they might be intentionally hiding from us. As the name implies, one way to imagine such a scenario is that Earth could have been set aside as a sort of zoo or nature reserve. Uh, perhaps the aliens just prefer to observe life in a closed system, or they could have ethical reasons for not interfering in our technological and cultural progress, akin to the prime directive from Star Trek. A potentially more sinister interpretation can be found in Ball's laboratory hypothesis— the aliens don't talk to us because we're part of an experiment they're conducting. As astrophysicists William L. Newman and Carl Sagan explained in their 1978 paper Galactic Civilizations, Population Dynamics, and Interstellar Diffusion, it's ultimately impossible to predict the aims and beliefs of a hypothetical advanced civilization. However, they stressed that such ideas are worthwhile in that they help us imagine, quote, less apparent social impediments to extensive interstellar colonization. In other words, if we're putting all ideas on the table concerning the possibility of advanced alien life, then the zoo hypothesis has a place on the cosmological lazy Susan. But we have to be careful about avoiding anthropocentrism, the tendency to assume that human beings are at the center of cosmic concerns. For the article this episode is based on, HowStuffWorks spoke with particle physicist Daniel Whiteson. He said, I think that's pretty unlikely. I don't like that the zoo hypothesis puts us at the center of things. And it also seems implausible because it requires a vast galactic conspiracy— when was the last time anybody worked together to keep a secret? The best argument against having secret aliens visiting the Earth is just that governments are not capable of maintaining secrecy like that, especially over decades. You might be tempted to argue that, well, we're talking about alien governments here, not human governments. Uh, but our contemplation of possible alien life is largely based on the only existing model we have, us. If we can't maintain vast conspiracies, then what chance do aliens have? Whiteson said, I think it's very unlikely that aliens are somehow capable of that, though perhaps they are. I like that the zoo hypothesis tries to answer this question in a whimsical, creative way. It's fun for telling a story, but it puts a lot of human motivations in the minds of these unknown aliens. However, as Newman and Sagan pointed out, the idea isn't entirely untestable. If we could one day detect alien communications, the zoo hypothesis would be falsifiable. The nonprofit group Messaging Extraterrestrial Intelligence, or METI, advocates the creation and transmission of interstellar messages that could, in theory, let any cosmic zookeepers out there know that we would like to see beyond our enclosure.
Today's episode is based on the article, The Zoo Hypothesis, Are Aliens Watching Us Like Animals in a Zoo? on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Robert Lamb. For more from Robert, tune into his podcast, Stuff to Blow Your Mind. And to hear more from Daniel Whiteson, tune into his podcast, Daniel and Orhe Explain the Universe. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang and Ramsey Yount. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.